Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Bobcast with Bob. 6.43 p.m. in the evening. It's Wednesday. I refuse to call it hump day. Uh, today was a fun day. Uh, I started uh, coaching basketball at the school I work at. I was teaching them some moves. Believe it or not, yes, B.O.B. plays basketball. I learned most of my stuff from video games, uh, ESPN, and just, you know, word around the street. Uh, I can't help to uh, just be annoyed by stuff that I see in the news. Just get angry sometimes, just think of, thinking about it. Like, I watch the news every morning. I actually wake up uh, before work at least probably about an hour and a half before I have to go in. Uh, how long does it take me to get ready for work? Probably five minutes, but I like to get up early because I like to watch the news. I like to do a lot of reading. Um, I really enjoy just knowing what's going on out there in the world. And something that's going on uh, out there in the world is Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, I guess in the last two years, has just been a mess. Recently, the thing that's really upset me the most is the fact that Apparently, he went to his neighbor's home and must have, he must have thrown over 100 eggs. Enough eggs to cause $20,000 worth of damage. Uh, there's a video on TMZ.com where you can see uh, the, uh, Justin Bieber running down the street screaming at his neighbor. Uh, that upset me, the fact that, you know... He can do that. He can he can destroy someone's house with eggs and have it cost $20,000 because I can't imagine buying that many eggs. The thing that um, upsets me the most, though, is that I heard that his friend, Little Za, I, th- I think I'm saying that correct, Little Za, his best friend forever, was arrested in the house. Arrested in Justin Bieber's house and taken out in handcuffs into squad car 231, Los Angeles Police Department. He was arrested for a felony drug possession in Justin Bieber's house. The thing that upsets me is I don't know law that well, um, but I'm pretty sure if the cops come into your house and there's drugs on the table, as it says in this report, I'm not sure if that's the actual police report, but it says that they found the bag in plain sight. Wouldn't you think that Justin Bieber would be the excuse me Justin Bieber would be the one walking out in handcuffs instead of Little Za? Something to ponder, something to think about. Tonight on Bobcast, we're going to give a call to a special guest, a special guest, and we're going to chime in talking about this Justin Bieber egging and the rest of Little Za. He's none other than Jeremy Eric Haynes, um, friends with Al. Al Haynes was on the Bobcast a couple evenings ago. Jeremy, I've known since 1992, I believe. 1992 is when I first met him. He had really, really long hair like the guy from Twisted Sister. He went to my high school. I believe he graduated in 1995. And um, he's a great guy. He's just he's totally uh, insane, but in the good way. So we're going to give him a call right now, see how he's doing. Good evening and welcome to the Bobcast with Jeremy Eric Haynes. How are you tonight, Jeremy? Doing good, Bobby. How you doing? I'm good. Um, 
what you just missed two seconds ago, I was talking about Justin Bieber. Uh, you're familiar with the case, right? He threw some eggs at his neighbor? Yes, the case of eggs. What upsets me the most about this situation is that little Zah got arrested inside Bieber's house for drugs. Now, I know a thing or two about a thing or two, but I think you might know something, too. I know a thing or two about a thing or two. If there's cocaine in the house, doesn't... Why, why, why does that upset you? Because if there's drugs in the house, don't you think it's Justin Bieber that walks out in handcuffs? Uh, they don't play by the same rules. Come on. You know better than that. They don't play by the same rules that we play by. Justin Bieber, I mean, you know, he's getting in trouble for getting... For, for, for egging someone. The cocaine is little Zah's problem. I imagine... I don't know what Little Zah means, but I do, I do know that that's him walking out in handcuffs for drugs. Yeah. Bobcast, 6.48 p.m., talking with Jeremy Haynes. Jeremy, uh, I've known for a long time. Jeremy recently went on a, a fantastic adventure. He went all the way across the ocean to the world of Thailand. Uh, I followed his uh, exploits through Instagram. I love Instagram because I get to see what you're doing rather than hear. Jeremy, tell us a story. What did you like about Thailand? What did you get out of it? How has your life changed since visiting there? Oh, boy. Um, Thailand was uh, something that was uh, always on the radar. I had been to Thailand once before when I lived in Korea um, on a vacation, and I loved it. And, uh, yeah, about 18 months ago or two years ago, I got, I got a job with a Swedish company that moved me to New York. Uh, it was a startup, a lot of hours, a lot of work, um, went hard for about nine months. And then they decided to move the operations to San Francisco and laid me off. And I decided it was time for me to do something <clears throat> that I'd always wanted to do. So I decided to go to Thailand. And when I was out there, I, uh, I went, I went out there for a specific reason to train Muay Thai and to, you know, to fight. So I trained the entire time I was there. I fought and, um, yeah, it's definitely had a huge impact in my life. Um, you know, just going, going out there by myself, um, showing up at a, at a Muay Thai camp and just throwing myself into the deep end and training, you know, six to eight hours a day, every day. Um, yeah, pushing yourself to the limit, you know, and then getting in there and actually testing yourself. Um, that, that That's all been a blessing, and, and it, it's definitely changed me for the better. Um, I'm sure I could, I could tell you, I could regale you with some lurid tales of late nights and in shady places and things like that but you know those, those are pretty cliched um in terms of what happens in thailand you know it's all it's all pretty crazy once, once you talk about going out on the town and whatnot for the bobcast viewers out there uh, excuse me muay thai jeremy is a form of kickboxing am i correct uh yeah kickboxing is the original Form. Uh, Muay Thai is the original form. Kickboxing came after. So Muay Thai is um, like if the direct translation would be the art of eight limbs, and that includes hands, fists, knees, and elbows. So um, kickboxing, you're pretty much limited to um, punches and kicks. So 
Um, I think that one of the misconceptions is that they're kind of the same thing. The, you can kind of separate them. Muay Thai is more of an art form, um, whereas kickboxing is more of a sport, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you watch, if you go to Thailand and watch two Thai guys fight, it almost looks like they're, you know, like a violent dance of sorts. Whereas if you go to Holland, let's say, and watch two Dutch dudes go at it in a kickboxing competition, it looks like, you know, two muscled up Dutch dudes going at it in a kickboxing competition. Whereas the two Thai dudes look like a beautiful ballet of violence or something like that, you know? That's fantastic. Uh, I never knew that Muay Thai came first before kickboxing, excuse me. And well, yeah, I mean, if you, if you think about it, right, like, you know, here we are in America, uh, home of the free, whatever, and uh, we've been around all of, like, 200 years, so you got to think, Thailand's been around a lot longer, so the Western world, hey, come on, Turkish, you can't be eating that shit, what's wrong with you, dude? Sorry, my dog. Um, yeah, so Thailand's just been around a lot longer, it's like, uh, it's like you know, Buddhism and, and all that stuff, to, you know, um, it's just been around a lot longer. So, yeah, um, kickboxing came afterwards. That's fascinating. Uh, Buddhism uh, is something I studied in college, and I really, really appreciate its values. And uh, I'm happy that you found something out there in the old world that you brought back here. Definitely when Jeremy returned, his appearance had changed. Yes, he had become a Muay Thai, but he he seemed different. He seemed like there was something about him that was new and exciting. I mean, you know, the, the, the spiritual part was, you know, it, it, it was something that, that I definitely was able to experience out there. I mean, you know, don't give me a don't bother you. You've known me a long time. I still, I'm still the same guy, you know. I still kind of, I still grew up in Conchahokan, and I still believe in the same things. It's just when it comes to the spirituality piece, I find that Buddhism has always been, you know, the, the most real form of chosen for me because it's, it exists in the real world, and your real world action is not in some you know, afterlife or some, some, some previous life or anything like that. It's, it's directly correlated with how you treat people and, you know, that the energy that you put out there. So that's why it was always kind of interesting to me and to be able to go to, you know, the birthplace of it and to study Muay Thai and to, to, to meet people that were also, you know, of the same mindset was cool. It was, it was, it was a good experience. That's fantastic. Let me ask you a question. Did you do any surfing when you were out there? No, nah, there's not a lot of, I mean, there's places I guess you could go surfing, but I was spending so much time training for, for Muay Thai that, you know, you do anything for six hours in Thailand, it'll wear you out. It's like 90 degrees, you know. I had that accident where I, where I, where I passed out and fell on my face and, and broke my teeth and got 32 stitches in my head because of, of the heat, you know, it was just that hot. So, you know. You, you might end up in a in a in a Thai hospital getting stitched up, surrounded by a bunch of people that don't speak your language if you don't properly hydrate out there. I remember seeing the pictures of uh, the injury, and I gotta say they did a fantastic job. Yeah, you know my teeth don't look bad now. They did a pretty good job. I imagine I'll have to go back for round two at some point, which I'm sure is. Uh, not too far off, but now that I have this this puppy here in my life, it's going to be difficult to get away. Let's talk about that puppy. Uh, tell us the type of dog you had recently acquired. I recently got a American Bully, uh, which is kind of a it's a type of 
pit bull, but it's not really. It's its own breed. It's uh, if you had to describe it, it would be like a muscled up pit bull. Um, and he's awesome. He's uh, he's going to be 12 weeks on Friday. He's uh, he's got a blue coat, which means that he's gray and he's got blue eyes and he's a feisty little motherfucker. But uh, yeah, he's cool. I had a puppy in my life once before recently that I fell in love with that uh, unfortunately left um, with his owner. And uh, I missed having a dog in my life. So um, I met this dude when he was like four, three, three weeks old or two weeks old. And uh, something about him. And here we are. It's fantastic. Fantastic. I've seen the pictures. A good looking dog. A good looking dog indeed. Something... uh, that uh, I forgot to mention earlier today when we were talking about uh, doing a show together. I'm just going to throw it out there. I was trying to get to it when I asked you if you went surfing in Thailand. How do you feel about the remake of Point Break? For those of you out there who do not know and you're living underneath a rock, Point Break is the best movie out there. Jeremy, how do you feel about them redoing such sacred ground? Um, I feel like it's inevitable. I think that, you know... Point Break has a cult-like following um, for people that love it. You know, they absolutely love it. I think it'll be interesting to see what type of spin they put on it. Um, nothing's going to beat the original, you know, Keanu Reeves and, and the legendary, the legendary Patrick Swayze. God, God rest his soul. Um, you know, the, the the appearance by Anthony Kiedis. You know, the the you'll just never, you can never top that that moment in time where the, the the universe came together and produced an epic film you know so uh I'll be, you know i'll be i'll probably be i'll probably go see in the theaters because i'm that much of a fan of the original that i'll have to give the remake a you know a chance but uh you know hopefully they get some they get some uh cameos hopefully keanu can go in there and look dumb and uh you know anthony fetus can come in there and be cool and do something cool. Maybe you can walk in around, walk around with a cane, you know, because he shot himself in the foot in the first one. I don't know. Well, that's interesting because I do actually know who they have attached to the film. It's none other than Gerard Butler from the movie Three Hundred. I do uh, not. Who, who, who would he play? Johnny Utah? No, he's Bodie. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. I guess that you know, but he's still just going to be the guy from Three Hundred. You know, yeah, Sparta. He's, he's going to be buff and he's going to have his long hair and he's going to be like the ex-president, you know, whatever he's going to do. It's going to be, uh, you know, who's, who's he going to have in the Keanu role? That's what I'm interested in. Who's he going to have in that role? Yeah, that's a tough one. If I, if I would cast somebody in the Keanu role today playing Johnny Utah, special agent. Special agent Johnny Utah. <laughs> I'd cast. This is, this is a Bobcast exclusive. I would cast... Trainer Wilson. Now, Jeremy, who do you think uh, would... Wait, you mean formerly known as TJ? <laughs> TJ Wilson as Johnny Utah. I am a special agent. Well, so it's funny that you mentioned that because, I, you know, I, I'm sure I've told you about this, but uh, out in L.A. At the, uh, at the Dragonfly, I think, like, every weekend they do a live version of Point Break on stage. And the, the funny bit is that they always choose Keanu's character from the audience do the play so every every time they have it it's a different person playing Keanu because their thing is anybody can play Keanu's part <laughs> and on a day that I was there what was hilarious was it was teacher 
there's like a third grade teacher that lives in L.A. who was hilarious. He did such a good job. It was amazing. That's awesome. Uh, Johnny Utah, I have no idea. Well, here's one more question before we're going to wrap things up for tonight's Bobcast, 6.59 p.m. in the yeah. evening. Who would you get to play Pappas? Pappas? Um, uh, it's got to be somebody crazy. You know who might be good? And I, I, you might have to help me with this guy's name, but he's been in a bunch of shit. He's, um, he always plays kind of like a, a, a jerk-off kind of mean bad guy. Um, he was, um, what was he in? I feel like he was in a movie where he played a hitman with a shaved head at one point who was like a, what the fuck is his name? I don't know. They need somebody squirrely, you know, they need somebody pretty squirrely. It's got like a, a good sense of sense of humor that can kind of, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. That whole movie is going to be tough to cast. I wouldn't want to have to cast that movie. No, it just wouldn't be fun. If I would cast, Anybody for Pappas, I believe I would choose Nick Nolte, which would confuse everybody. Because to me, Nick Nolte and Gary Busey look, or back in the 80s, they looked identical. And I always wondered why they never yeah, made a movie. But Nick Nolte is like Oscar winner, dude, right now. You know what I mean? Like, he's doing Oscar level stuff. Like, this is not going to be Oscar level stuff. This is going <laughs> to be cheese to the max, dude. Yeah. Well, who's a cheese to the max actor that could do Pappas who's... 45 to 50 years old. I guess anybody on, like, the CW? I guess. I have no idea. It's going to have to be a squirrely motherfucker, whoever it is. Um, they're gonna, you know, it's going to be... That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a hard movie to, to, to replicate. I think that their best bet is to not try to replicate it, is to try to, like, put a different spin on it. New spins. Vacations okay. to Thailand. New dogs. Tonight's Bobcast has been about the following things. Do we feel as if Justin Bieber should be persecuted? Maybe. Uh, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit, really? Only thing that does matter is that you've listened to another episode of Bobcast. I'd like to thank my guests tonight, Turkish and Jeremy. Thank you very much for being with us. Thanks, Bob. Always a pleasure. We'll see you out there in the Bob Nation.